0: It's very important to be somewhat rigorous with intuition the same way you would be with your intellect or your emotions. And that starts with knowing what your goal is. Because once you have a goal, intuition begins to give you information and intuition begins to bring up the obstacles. And then intuition begins to give you the solutions. And then intuition begins to show you the next step.
1: Hello Gemma, Gemma you means it is Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul and happy December and happy full moon week. So I'll be releasing a full moon mini episode on I believe the seventh and so maybe I'll share whatever, whatever comes to heart, whatever feels right intuitively of course and also Something that felt right intuitively was making my new shop, Eyes of Aspen. Go to (laughs) eyesofaspen.com. Making my new shop a little bit of a witchy boutique. Adding a lot of new goods that help you connect with nature and your own magic, such as herbs or also tarot, even a tarot journal, oracles of course, oracle decks. I've got a 2023 witch's diary that guides you through the seasons or even a 2023 soul care planner. For now, I just wanted to share that uh, my site has some new goods for you and you can take 10% off any purchase using the code magic10 when you visit eyesofaspen.com. And yeah, so With that said, now today's guest has a very practical way of tapping into your own magic. Laura Day. Laura is a New York Times bestselling author and a well-known practicing intuitive who has spent nearly four decades helping individuals and even corporations to develop their own innate intuitive abilities to be more successful and overcome obstacles and the challenges that, of course, we will often face and create profound change in our lives. And Laura's work has helped even demystify intuition and bring it to the mainstream, which I think is a beautiful thing because, of course, a lot of skeptics think that ooh, you're tapping into your intuition or you're listening to your intuition, that's a bit woo-woo, that's a bit outlandish where you should listen to what this person is saying and this person is saying. You should listen to the world when really a lot of times we have the answers within. And so she demonstrates practical uses of intuition. In this episode, we talk all about the intuition and she presents a very grounded and practical perspective of understanding this strong piece of ourselves. And so we explore intuitive dating, and medianship, and becoming more aware of our internal dialogue and so much more and i appreciate the granted perspectives of this as well so yeah i i feel so honored to have chatted with laura so i hope you enjoy this episode and with all that being said let's let the magic begin shall we I love speaking with these high vibrational intuitives who have been doing this work for a long time. And Laura, you are indeed somebody who I feel like has been charting the course for a lot of people. So I'm so honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: (laughs) What is lighting you up most in this season of your life?
0: Oh, you know, right now I'm kind of enjoying being the crone. It it um it hit me uh, during COVID that I basically had done everything I wanted to do, and now it was all free choice. it was all elective, and yeah. so I am really enjoying creating communities. I do these morning lives on Instagram, which I've just discovered in my pajamas, where oh. I get everybody reading each other. And during COVID, people were great. They paid each other's bills and they found each other rides and they got each other tests and they dropped off each other. I mean, it was really, and I was doing it from, I was living in London at the time. So I'm really loving making communities. I'm loving training people to be intuitives um, and to be healers and putting them in the world. I'm doing a lot of co-teaching because I think one of the most difficult things, for people kind of starting out no matter how talented they are is just getting a following. And I am, uh, my agent said to me, Oh, you're the grandmother of intuition. I'm like, okay, thanks. Really embracing the crone here. (laughs) (laughs) My first book came out, you know, almost 30 years ago. Wow! I've been doing this for more than 40 years. Wow. And, um, And I really am loving, um, kind of shepherding other teachers and from different modalities uh, and and creating workshops and and a lot of free events because you know everything everything alternative should not cost a fortune that help people really function better in their lives i'm kind of the anti-spiritual intuitive in the sense that i think if it doesn't work
1: in your life don't do it I agree. It really is an honor to have you on because I know that you've been doing this for so long and helping so many tune into their intuition and just understand these innate intuitive abilities that we all have and help them develop it. So I'd love to hear your soul journey. What happened perhaps 40 years ago when you realized that you were an intuitive? Well, actually what happened, it was a
0: little over 40 years ago. (laughs) So I was in my early 20s. And I had no I was a math and science nerd. I had no idea what I didn't know what a psychic was or a card reader. I grew up in, you know, New York private schools and then went to Stuyvesant, which is kind of a math and science wow. And, yeah and i I w- had a very, very traumatic abusive upbringing. so mm. i I did well and then hit adulthood and was completely disoriented. I mean, I really had. No um, role models uh, who were normal, and um, I guess I still haven't because b- being a psychic for a career isn't normal. But um, but I was uh, watching TV, and I watch all the nerd channels because I am basically a nerd. <laughs> uh, I was watching about that they had this this television show about these. Scientists who are researching the extended capacities of the human mind to be able to view remote locations or tell the future or do medical diagnosis. And my whole family are doctors, three generations. So I thought, well, I thought everyone knew they could do this. So I call up this program and, um, and basically I ended up entering as a test subject. And Interesting. I learned about extended capacities of perception, ESP, psychic skills, whatever you want to call them, through wow. being a test subject for studies. And at the time, these studies were really important because we didn't have the surveillance equipment that we have now. So even though, of course, nobody said, oh, this is military funded, um, The, you know, a lot of the universities were suddenly funded uh, to study people like me who had these extraordinary capacities. Really? I did it only uh, under the condition that it was anonymous. And of course, man plans, God laughs, something (laughs) televised with me in it, and I had an instant following. For something I had no name for, and wow. you know, I decided that I really just wanted to work with things where I knew I wasn't crazy. So I ended up working a lot with drug research, um, with politics, with finance, and really working in the in the business world. And when I say working, you know, a company would say can you do this? And I'd say, well, I don't know, but I'll try. And being so young, I had no pony in the race. I mean, I, I didn't wanna grow up to be a psychic. I didn't really even know what one was. And, um, and I basically worked very much under the radar um, until uh, I was 33 and my son was born, basically at the same time I left my husband, all of a sudden I had to right. make a real living. And I wrote my first book, which really was stealing the tests that had been done on me and making them into a training because I realized I didn't have a unique mind. Everybody has this brain. I mean, mine is a little bit more damaged and then therefore a little bit more able intuitively, but yes. everybody has this skill. So I wrote Practical Intuition, which thankfully was a new york times bestseller and yes. you know put my son through private school and um, <laughs> and and i i still you know I, I it was it was challenging for me because on one hand i wanted to be under the radar i mean i'm a you know i'm a new york girl born in 1959 I, this was not you know this was not Navy is my favorite color. You know, I don't wear glitter. Um, right. It's not something I wanted to be known for. On the other hand, this was my only skill uh, and I had to make a living. And and in a moment, I'll describe what this is yes, uh, what please. I about when I say this. Um, so I, I wrote six books on intuition. I've just finished my seventh, which is um, a little different than a lot of them. Um, yeah. And, but it's very evidence-based. It's very much, um, it's, it's very much kind of spirit is your commercial break. The, what you really need are, is to be able to apply these skills to make life, which is not for the weak of heart, a little Mm. bit easier. And, Mm. and to be able to train these skills in a way that you verify them, that they're not a belief, because intuition is not a belief. It's an ability, it's a tool, we all have it. It can be trained, it can be anyone who's truly successful is using their intuition appropriately. You Mm -hmm. can also use your intuition to get yourself into a lot of trouble. So I really, um, in a sense, learned while I was teaching. And the wonderful thing was, My brain is a very intuitive brain. A traumatized brain is an intuitive brain. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I learned and, you know, I had all of these amazing students. I learned how to be a normal human being from my students as they were learning how to use what was abnormal about my brain to improve their lives. A wonderful, synchronistic, and it still is, you know, my... My students, I go on live every morning in my pajamas and have people exchange readings. Some of them haven't read my books. They're not trained. Um, Some of them are professional intuitives. And it's, it's really wonderful because it is a community. And one thing that intuition teaches you is if you can know what's going to happen, if you know what someone's thinking, if you can feel what they're feeling as they're feeling it, that's a very thin veil between mm. you and other you know on some level we are we are on the most
1: basic level we're all in this together oh my gosh there's so much to unpack there laura first of all where can we find these lives i'm so interested it's laura day into it it's never at a uh, at a
0: specific time it comes up in my stories i say i'm going to be on in 10 minutes it's whenever right. I have my first cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> That's smart. There's a little video in in a bio that that shows you how to do a reading and um, and people exchange them. I usually have people write down three goals and I randomly pick a number. They first do a reading for themselves and you are the hardest person to read because you don't you repress what you don't want to see. and you see what your pattern to see. So you do a reading first for yourself, but you don't know which of the goals you're reading. And then you tag someone and you do a reading for them. And of course you screenshot the readings people do for you. Um, and it's a it's really wonderful and powerful and it's such a nice way for me to start my morning in community. It has made me buy nicer pajamas. Um, <laughs> it's, and, you know, it's... Life is wonderful and life is hard. And I think we, we don't, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, trauma and like uh, all these big words, but, you know, there's not enough talk about, okay, how do I make today easier? How do I make today more successful? How do I find what I want? How do I not feel so, so anxious? How do I, and, and that's what we do in the morning. And it's such a wonderful It's such a wonderful reset. And after being, after people participate one or two times, they realize that there is, in a sense, that the filter is something we pretend, that there is no real distance between you and other. And so people are very Mm. curious with each other.
1: Ooh, I feel like I'm intuitive for my own experience for my own self, but reading somebody else is a whole other animal, you know, so So that is here, by the way, when you don't know what the question is, Mm -hmm. because when you know what the question
0: is, when you even, you know, see what, when, when it's something in yourself, you know, what you want to hear, you know, what you're afraid of, your intellect kicks in when Mm -hmm. I just say, okay, you're all doing each other's question. Number two, You have no idea. You don't know the person you're tagging. You don't know what the question is. And then there's a very simple technique because everyone's intuitive all of the time. So there's a very simple technique to to
1: give the intuition without ever they never know what the question is right I mean even this new book that you've released or you're releasing this new book is something that even skeptics can approach and not feel so like oh this is just some woo-woo bullshit you know this is something that they can actually read and actually apply and it's practical or also something that people that are they call themselves they might identify as spiritualists or people that are interested in things beyond the physical or interested in uh, hearing whatever whispers their inner voice might share. It sounds like something that is very approachable for all. Well, okay. luckily, I've
0: never had the woo woo problem because okay my private practice is predicting the future for fortune five hundred companies. and <laughs> i've I, you know, I'm documented um working for drug research program. I mean, when I was young, AIDS was new and I worked with a doctor on new drugs. And so I've never, now that I get older, I I think I'm a little more in the woo-woo community because now I feel more free to speak about maybe some of the experiences that when you work for publicly traded companies, you don't speak about.
1: Uh, Makes
0: sense, makes so much sense.
1: I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. What do they come to you for? To You know, the same questions
0: they would have uh, for any expert. So um, is this going to cure Parkinson's? And even if it doesn't, shock going to go up um wow or, uh, you know what's going to happen with different companies or you know it really is I don't I don't know anything really about mm-hmm. these companies. I mean I've been working for the same companies for 30 years so I do know something about them but most of them are working on you know thousands of trades and companies at a time. So it's not like I can keep track of any of it. So it's great. It's pure intuition. They ask me a question. I don't understand it, but then I report where my
1: attention goes and they understand what I'm saying. So what do you think that is? What do you think this, what you know, or what you share with them, where do you think this might potentially come from? I think so. It was so funny because before you were speaking about the spiritual
0: community, I'm not yeah. sure a favorite of the spiritual community. I call spirit the blob. Okay, I like that. Spirit, and my new book is about this. First of all, spirituality is a multi-billion dollar business, and it doesn't seem to be helping people all that much. If you think of spirit, something that's perfect, it doesn't change, right? Perfection doesn't change. We as human beings living our challenges successfully We create change, I think, in what we consider spirit. Spirit is the totality of all energy. And what intuition allows you to do and what healing allows you to do is to move that energy around intentionally or to read the energy intentionally, to engage non-locally, so from a distance whether it's a distance in time or a distance in space or both with the world around you. And there's a lot of research, you know, if you go on PubMed and you type in precognition or healing, you'll see a lot of research. And when I started, um, you know, to be able to see if, if someone was really intuiting or if maybe you were, squeezing the data for everything it was worth was a little harder. Now there are experiments such as, and this is a real one, where they look at somebody's brain reaction. So, cause you can now see what the brain does yeah. and brain responds to a picture, a photo that a computer will generate in the future that a computer hasn't even chosen. Oh, and wow, normal people, these aren't psychics, these are uh-huh. you know normal people who sign up for 50 bucks to do a test. So, we really can see now
1: that this isn't a belief, this is a function. You were just pointing out some like the capitalistic flaw of spirituality and more. And so, I'm curious as well because you demystify the intuition for many, because, like you just said, everyone has this everyone can tap into this everyone has some sort of quote-unquote psychic so what are some things you'd like to demystify for those listening who might be whether they're in the spiritual community or not what are some things like especially when it comes to the intuition you'd like to demystify
0: well first of all i you know i'm 63 years old and companies yeah. were working with me 40 over 40 years ago big business use has used intuition medicine has used intuition law enforcement military, like it's not a fringe thing. The only reason it's fringe is that anyone can say they're a psychic and there's there's no real regulatory uh, organization. And one of the things that I, I train people to do because listen, your intuition can help you find the next disastrous relationship as easily as it can help you find the next good one. You know, just like we train our emotions or we'd all be raping, pillaging, and stealing each other's lollipops, we train (laughs) intellect or we wouldn't be able to put information together. We need to train intuition. Where intuition naturally goes are two places. Your area of expertise. So I'm from a family of doctors. Their intuition is magnificent in diagnosis because that has been the target their whole life for their intuitive abilities. Your intuition is also best in your area of neurotic reoccupation. So if you think everyone will abandon you and that's your belief, your intuition will help you find the next person to abandon you. It's very important to be somewhat rigorous with intuition, the same way you would be with your intellect or your emotions. And that starts with knowing what your goal is. Because once you have a goal, intuition begins to give you information and intuition begins to bring up the obstacles. And then intuition begins to give you the solutions. And then intuition to show you the next step. So, so having a goal is important. Also documenting Things that you notice and things that happen out of left field. Once you have a goal, um, an example is I um, my my seventh book now is in my agent's hands, um, and I was you know thinking, well, I wonder, I wonder if I didn't want to sell it, what would self-publishing look like? All of a sudden, didn't even vocalize it. All of a sudden. Two students who are editors email me um, a packaging company that does the whole book, you know, packages the whole book for you shows up in my email. So out of, of love, field, these synchronicities occur. And so now I have a choice and maybe my next target will be which choice will I enjoy more? So in love, often intuition, for example, finds with, you know without us being aware of it, even if we think we're looking for the love of our life, your subconscious may actually be directing your intuition to look for mommy or daddy. It's important to have a protocol in a sense to, to direct intuition toward what you consciously wanna create as an adult and not to just finding and repeating your patterns which is what intuition tends to do. Intuition tends to find you the same wall that looks different to walk into and have the same experience with again, because we're held together by our patterns. That's the good news. We're
1: also limited by them. Good point. It kind of keeps you in that same... Uh, cycle, that same paradigm. And this is one interesting avenue, Laura, because I'm single and I, I saw that you do, you do talk about intuitive dating. So what is this and what are some strategies that we can use to identify what we really, what we really love to have in our life or, oh, you know, when it comes, mission. because I love, <laughs> uh, you know, I have
0: my person. And I'm Aww. so grateful to have my person because there's something about having your person. Not that sharing closet space is easy. Not <laughs> fighting for covers is easy. But it's it it. I really do love love. And for me, you know, my biggest lessons have been in love. But my biggest pleasures have been in 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 having your person and being someone else's person so I would love to speak to that and I'd love to kind of give some things that people can implement right away please yes first of all when when people are looking for love they often frame it they often describe it as the person they want to find and actually the way that that attraction and telepathy, you know person-to-person communication works is you need to find the person you want to feel like and be in that relationship first and you can do that in so many ways giving yourself little experiences um, because then the 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 juju I call it in my group, then the the request you're sending out, is for what you really want and not for some idea some habit that you have had in love so um for example i want someone who may i want to feel entertained by my partner i know that's a big order but i want them i want them to be kind of sparkly and funny and i want to be intellectually challenged and i want to feel the person's arms around me, even when they're not there. I want, mm. um, they're like, there are they're, they're ways I want to feel. So before I met my husband, and we've only been together, we've been together almost 12 years, but before I met my husband, I really looked for experiences that would make me feel that, or, and I re, I, I, I looked at kind of, what part of what I was looking for was an agenda to take care of something I felt like I couldn't do for myself and what part was actually wanting to connect with another person I used to do Mm. this every night and my my son was still at home and he thought I was batshit crazy actually he (laughs) said I was batshit crazy Put on music and slip on a pretty dress and I used to dance I didn't want to get married actually so I didn't call my husband I called him my my love. And I used to dance with my love and just feel him holding me in my arm in his arms and feel how safe I felt with him. And I would sometimes tilt my head up for a kiss. I love that. That's so sweet. um, Definitely stay in his room. And, um, (laughs) and, you know, one of the most moving experiences I had when I met my husband was a song came on and he, he he never dances by the way and he opened his arms and i walked into them and i danced with him and i burst into tears he had no idea Nails, of course <laughs> but
1: you've um, been calling that in before you met him oh so that is beautiful find the you don't look
0: for the person mm-hmm. look for the you you want to be in that relationship and and then first of all you'll be sending out that telepathy. Second of all, it gives intuition a target. So it allows intuition to kind of move aside from your subconscious patterning and say, oh, I know he's not your type. Mm, That might be a good thing. Go over and say hello. You know, it, it will point out opportunities. So that's really important. And the other thing is often when we're looking for love, we're in pain do things to experience pleasure, whether it's, yes. it's food, whether it's taking a luxurious bath, whether it's pleasuring yourself. But before you go out, find you relieved and pleasured, then go out and you will notice that people who also can experience pleasure and are looking for pleasure. Will connect with you. And it really, it's almost like you'll think, oh my God, this is working too well. Um, so that's that's important. Part of that is learning how to deal with your reactivity because a lot of us, you know, go out and we feel perfectly good. And then someone who looks great walks by and we feel awful. And so it's learning how to deal with your reactivity. How do I get back to that space? You know, having your, your mantras or your, I like to do this thing where I breathe in for eight, hold for eight, breathe out for eight, because it just kind of interferes with that, that animal brain that gives me that panic when I don't feel like I'm enough. Um, So really learning how to deal with the physiology that also, that also sends signals Um, for your, if a lot of, I know a lot of younger people are, or I guess even people my age are online dating. Yeah. Um, First of all, for your profile picture, make sure, forget how you look, make sure you take it when you're feeling great about yourself. That's good. Because that will put off anyone who wants to screw around with you and it will attract the right people. The other thing is, before do you say swiping left before yeah. before swiping left um, note what you note about the person before you swipe um, this is someone who's going to be uh, a little skinny I see dark hair um, they had an addiction problem but they got it like all like let your attention go wild don't think just notice what you notice then swipe. And you'll be so surprised how much you know about the person. And because you've been reading them before you swiped, what will happen is you'll already have a connection with that person. And and you're
1: much more likely to get a positive response. Also, filters out the creeps, which is good. Right. Very true. And also, do you recommend perhaps even when you chat with them, seeing if what you thought or what you felt about this person is true or is what you predicted i always
0: encourage people to verify their information and but often what you what you get intuitively is to some degree the kind of categories you look for and maybe that person unless your intuition tells you they're a psycho maybe that person has surprises that you weren't looking for so you didn't intuitively because we repress a lot of our intuition kind of what that's why it's great to get a reading from a friend what doesn't fit into your framework you tend to put in the discard pile so my when I met my husband who is truly the love of my life I mean I I really do and, and I've kissed some frogs I mean mm-hmm. I, I truly that that's not nice to say actually let me put this <laughs> up I have, I have been with people who were very much like the people who raised me, um, okay. uh, which was not a good, not, not, not very good learning experience. But, but, um, but when I first met my husband, I, um, and, and I had a rule, I realized the one place I wasn't intuitive, I was just too damaged love. So I had a rule, I only went out with people who friends knew for a long time, and who they introduced me to. That's and, a
1: great rule. And that's interesting as well. That, that was your one area.
0: Yeah, that's my one area. Great with money, great with real estate, great with other yeah. people's love lives. But I I was raised by such damaged people. It's yeah. just not something I was going to heal intuitively in this lifetime to be able to right. get past my damage to target clearly. So I I I and the people I had to go out to dinner with us the first time because I, I just didn't feel it was seemly <laughs> at, to just like kind of suss somebody up, and so I met my husband. And um, did husband, someone introduce you to? Oh yeah, no, they okay. went to dinner. I, I I followed my rules with lots of other rules. They had nothing, They had to have nothing to do with entertainment or art. They had to have been married, have been good to their wives in their divorce, and be parents because I was a very devoted parent at that point. Now my sons can outrun me but um Hmm. uh, and be and be a good father to their children so I really like I had this these criteria and my my friend um introduced me to uh many men and went out you know was kind enough she and her husband to go out to dinner with me and so I'm, I'm out to dinner with him and he's like completely not interesting to me he had no deep seated pain, so of course I felt he was shallow. He had a perfect family; they all got along. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he talked about things and not about his trauma. Oh, really? How superficial! I was mean, like, he was enjoyed, <laughs> um, like, and successful. And and so afterwards, and I still have the email. I said, don't encourage him. So not interesting. And he's, she said, listen. But I had a three-date rule because I knew, I knew that I was not that that that, that what I was attracted to was trauma-related. So I had a three-date rule. But she said, "Listen, you have to go to the same premieres. He can be your plus one. You can be his plus one. You know, just be friends. I'll tell you by the third date. Well, I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I mean, i I I am so." glad that that I that I broke that pattern Um, and and I think that that's true a lot we don't notice the people who are wonderful who notice us because they're not in our frame which is why it's so good to 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 get a reading from a friend uh, or to read someone before you swipe left Right? Did I say that right? Um, yes,
1: so I believe. Yeah. It,
0: it, you know, it's it's because then you intuition may also say, you know, they're also this or they're also that, and you'll get interested in that before you even meet them, and it may open open things up just a little bit more. The other thing that is really helpful to do is to before you go to sleep ask for your, your love. And I don't believe in soulmates. There are a gazillion soulmates for all of you, right? Ask for your true love to join you in your bed and, or ask to go and join your true love, the, the, your, your wonderful partner or where, whatever you're looking for. Or if you're polyamorous, your wonderful partners. But, um, and the great thing about sleep is that during the day, your intuition, and intuition is multifaceted. It's precognition, it's telepathy, it's mediumship, it's remote viewing, it's astral projection. But we all do this all the time without being aware of it, but we do it for survival. So when you're awake, all of those skills are scanning constantly to make sure, you know, I'm sure many of you have called a friend the moment the friend got some terrible news. Right. you know, um, prepared for something that then happened. Um, You know, it's a survival skill, but most of us are fortunate enough to sleep in safety. So when you're asleep in safety, all of those intuitive abilities can roam around and connect with the rest of the blob, connect Mm -hmm. with other people, you know, that are part of that spiritual unity that we are. And you can begin
1: conversations that become realities. Mm. So every night before bed, if this is what you want to call in, let's say it's not even love, let's say it's something else. Do you recommend that we think about it right before bed,
0: I actually recommend because the the mind is a messy place. It's kind of a shoe closet. I recommend (laughs) you write it down and that you don't write it down in a fixed way. If you want to write it another way the next night, write it another way. Because chances are, even if you've only done it one time, you met someone who maybe you didn't identify as a possible partner, but who, who got you aware of something, because that's how intuition works. And so as you write it the next night, you may notice, oh, you know, I want to feel this too, or this is an important element too. So, so don't write it as a mantra. Mantras are confining, you know, mantras become just words. We say, Mm -hmm. you need to be able to experience what you write down. So I wrote a book called, called the circle. And when I was looking for a partner and it was really important to me, I'm totally, I'm not about career. I'm not about, you know, experiences. I'm really about the The people in my life. That's what's important to me. That's what gives me strength. So I put in the circle what I wrote down every night was I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. And it's oh, beautiful. What's really interesting is I've always been with people who were so distracted by all of their traumas or their unrealized goals or whatever. I I met some, the man that I ended up meeting and marrying although he is a screenwriter so i did not get my whole list um, and <laughs> i ended up marrying is all about his partner like his he is he's a, he's very successful in his career but his his core is his partnership so i am my beloveds and my yeah. beloved is mine and i didn't even realize when i wrote those words that not only was that what I wanted to learn to be, because being my mother suicided, my siblings have suicided, having so much abandonment, I wasn't, I really never belonged to a beloved. It wasn't something I was capable of, always waiting for someone to die or leave. I learned to be, I am my beloveds, to learn to be my beloveds. Wow. And, and with all the risk that entails, but to with my whole heart, be my beloved. And I had the experience that I didn't have from parents. I didn't have from past relationships that my beloved is, is truly mine and wants to be mine. And, and I didn't even realize when I was writing those words how important they were.
1: Ooh, ooh, and I noticed that you as well. You said beloveds, plural. Is there a reason for that, or was it um, just part of actually the the um, Jewish wedding ceremony? Uh-huh. And it
0: is. I am my beloveds, comma beloveds. You know, so I belong to my beloved, and my wow. beloved is mine.
1: Right. Oh, that's beautiful. And also, you said to not. Uh, write something fixed. You mean a specific? I mean that you can be specific. I think specific is fine. Just know that might change. So, for example,
0: you might say, I'm dedicating this night to to bonding with the partner who's going to take care of me. And then the next day you get a great job because intuition has an interesting way of working and says, nah, that's not what partnership's about, but you don't realize that yet. Right. So Oh, wait, I don't need someone to take care of me. What do I need? Oh, I need, I want a partner who who shares adventure with me and makes me feel even freer than my normally somewhat restrained self. And that becomes, and then you find that freedom because you learn to do it. Cause that was, and then you realize, you know what? I want a partner who I can have fun with until we have kids and then we can be amazing fun parents and have a family with, and Mm. then that maybe you meet that person and it's, I want, and then you begin to do them together because the real relationship is a person in and of itself, but like, you know, don't, don't be, don't be too Protestant about how you, you know, how you target you know, that's a good word for it. in this moment, yeah. I want I want some hot person in my bed who is going to give pleasure to my toenails <laughs> non-living parts of my body. That's yes. okay. you know let it yeah. go because you will grow with it. And I think we all get super superstitious, you know and and that's a mistake. Um, it, it's kind of, I, I was, I was talking about this today, um, where, you know, we, we think we, we, we give things power that they don't have. We have the power you, bra- yeah. you break you mirror. It's good luck. If you designate that, that's what it is. And we look for signs. Your whole life is a sign. You create reality every day, which doesn't mean if you have an awful life that you intend to create that, or that you're an awful person, it means that somewhere in your, the formation of your ego, there were some twists and turns that aren't healed yet. And the great Mm. thing about having a goal is it makes it worth, it's the carrot. It makes it worth it for you to heal those twists and turns. So actually without knowing it, when I first wrote down, I am my beloveds and my beloved is mine, I wrote down, I am beloved and my beloved is mine. Because I I didn't want, I didn't want to take, I didn't even realize I'd written it wrong. I wasn't yet willing to take the risk to have someone as my beloved. I am beloved and my beloved is mine, but not I Belong to this person. I am willing to open to this person. It right. took about four months. And then my Israeli surgeon friend said, You know, you're not writing that right. And I said, <laughs> Oh, and then I said, Oh my God, you don't see what you don't see. <laughs> and I work on the fact that if I love, if I take the risk to love, I may take the risk to lose again. And mm you know, I've lost a mother, a sister, a brother, you know, my, 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 my little sore heart may have another hurt. And what's the alternative? The alternative is never to fill that heart again. No, I don't think so. Not really. And so that allowed me Not immediately, you know, everyone thinks an aha is you have the aha nine, you resolve it at 930. No, you have the aha in December, and you resolve it in the next October, you know, (laughs) or, you know, not usually that long, but I'm a little bit of a a slow student sometimes.
1: (laughs) Well, I have chills, especially when you were talking about, uh, because I think that that's one of... My many fears too is losing someone I deeply love. I mean, I haven't lost an immediate family member like that, but except for just, you know, family members and friends, but um, man, and so it's a fear of mine because that's always so, that's the most devastating thing. So I'm afraid to lose a love. I'm afraid to lose a child. And so the fact that you realize like, no, you know what, it's better to have the experience of love, or like they say, have better to have love than loss. And you, you let go of that. And he came to you. That's just so beautiful.
0: You know, and, and the fact of the matter is, we, we as beings, I really, I I truly have experienced this. and And I've, I've had students over 40 years. So I've had students go from 20 year olds to 60 year olds. That's awesome. And what I have seen is that from everything, when we engage intuition, when we engage intention, when we engage healing, we create, we always create something that's more appropriate. So I will never replace my brother. I will never replace my sister. But I have a really amazing relationship with with, uh, a man who's not my husband, you know, a a brotherly relationship is less fraught than the relationship I had with my brother. Because I learned from that relationship and I learned from that, that devastating loss. And now I have all these, you know, not all of these, but I have two brothers who I really love, brothers from another mother.
1: I just love your insights and the way that you see the world in your intuitive senses. And so I'd love to hear from you, what really is mediumship? So there are a lot of definitions. I mean,
0: traditionally, when people talk about mediumship in the spiritual community, they're talking about, you know, communicating with the dead. And the reality that I experience and that my students ultimately experience is that the, not only are the dead always with us, anyone we've ever connected with is always around. There is really no separation. Right. Um, and I think one of the problems with mediumship is that, is that we feel we need an intermediary and, and we don't, we're mm-hmm. versing all of the time. And, and when you, when you check it out, you know, in one, in one sense, I'm lucky to have all these dead people because I'll hear my sister say, "Check up on my daughter, she's cutting school, and I'll check up on her and indeed she's cutting school.
1: Chills. Wow um,
0: and and sometimes literally see them. Now, who knows what that is? You know, we only our brains, my brain, your brain, everyone's brain can only perceive a certain amount. maybe, right. but the way I just the way I teach mediumship is the ability to literally be. Someone or something else. So most of intuition is very arm's length. There's not a lot of emotion or charge. You almost know when you get a when you have a feeling with your intuition that it's not intuitive, that it's more neurotic or habitual or you've been triggered by something. It's intuition comes in really as data. But with mediumship, you literally, are the person and it's a very interesting skill. When I was negotiating visitation uh during my divorce, I would ask um a friend to be my ex and I would basically negotiate, I'd say why you know why can't we do this? And then I'd see I was getting in a loop, but because it wasn't physically my ex sitting there, I could say, you know, why don't we you would really benefit if we did it this way. Two days later, he'd call up and say, you know, I insist on doing it this way. And it would be exactly what I did with a medium. Wow. Wow. Wild. It's in How to Rule the World from Your Couch, uh, which is my (sighs) last book. It's, you know, mediumship is really helpful. And what's really also helpful about all of these skills, telepathy, mediumship, precognition, remote viewing, is that it's very important to realize how porous we are as individuals. So when we think of telepathy, we think of sending a message, but we're being bombarded all the time by the person who cut you off on the highway and it's still (laughs) It's mindfulness is an important practice, Not, not meditation, but just knowing, kind of having a sense of how you feel, how you taste, how you smell, how you see, how you hear, where you are in space time and and really cutting off a lot of the dialogues whether you've initiated them or someone else has that are not productive because although energy is infinite attention is not and the more that your attention is on what you want to create the more your intuition your intellect your efforts and your emotions are have the have the space to pay attention to what you want to create the more easily you will create it and it's a very simple practice to do you know notice the conversations you're having in your head if you shouldn't be having them reroute to ones you want to have takes a lot of discipline you have to do it for a couple weeks literally okay. at but least right No, it usually takes about two weeks and then you really um same thing with mediumship who's That's in your body you know you hmm. you Walk into a room and you're angry all of a sudden for no reason. Look around the room and notice who's in your body, and you'll see they're looking at you. Take a breath, fill yourself with you. Have a moment of mindfulness. That anger that didn't belong to you will go away. And often that happens remotely. You know, you'll you'll wake up worried, and then I I always say, whose is this? And often I'll get a flash. Maybe you'll get a flash of your mom and you'll call up and you say, "Hi, Ma, how are you?" And she'd say, "Oh my God, I just got this notice, and I'm so worried." And then when you can identify it, a, you verified it. And once your subconscious knows that this is real and useful, it will make it available to you because your subconscious runs the show. a it'll it'll help make intuition available. And B, you'll be able to engage it as a tool more and more in your life and really be more full of you and not other people's feelings and judgments and thoughts and arguments. You know, the same way being very few of us are in the room we're in. You know, your energy goes to a million different places. Just taking a moment every 10 minutes to make make sure most of you is in the room you're in or in the place you're in is really empowering because the reality is telling the future is handy. Viewing remote locations is handy. Being able to travel in time space is handy, but your tools are in you in the present.
1: Mm, You know, if you're just feeling angry or you wake up feeling disoriented or whatever, sometimes I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And so, you know what, now I'm going to check in. I'll be like, what really is this? Who is this? Why? Who does this feel like? Sometimes, you know, you won't get a name or a face. Whose anger, whose energy does this feel like?
0: And then sometimes you can check it out. Like, you know, often if I wake up, I had this experience with someone I don't know, actually. It's someone I've been trying to get together with for probably a year and a half that a a mutual friend introduced us via WhatsApp. But I travel all the time. She travels all the time. And so we'd never spoken. And I was just sitting doing whatever. And I thought of her and I thought I need to reach out. And I said, you know, I want to reach out to you. I really want to know you. Maybe we could, I'm in London. This happened a few weeks weeks ago. Just wanted to reach out. she had, and, and I'm sending you healing. She had just been diagnosed with uh triple negative breast cancer. Um, and, oh. and we got right on the phone and we had this instant connection because clearly, energetically, we had been in and out of each other's bodies a little. She knows that I do diagnosis and healing. Diagnosis only for doctors. Do not go to a psychic for diagnosis. Um, but, um, and, and, and this beautiful relationship was created, know your biggest goal in the moment, you will have a million goals in your lifetime, but today, what do you want? What is it you want and write it down and write it down as if it had already happened and commit to that goal, meaning just be in your own body and be in this point in space time, you know, every once in a while, check in when. Things occur from left field, mm-hmm. and when you notice things from left field, and verify them if you can, and you
1: will find that your life changes really just with those simple, simple steps. Ooh, and that somewhat answers this last question I was going to ask you, but maybe something else will come to heart when I ask it because this is the last question that I ask all your own magic guests. How would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic?
0: What a great question. ritual and symbols only have the power you give them give the ritual of brushing your teeth the power for only the the most helpful words to come out of your your mouth Um, give the food that you eat the power to heal you Give the sweater you put on the power of attraction, create healthy beliefs, create healthy rituals, give only power to things that give you power back.
1: That is a brilliant answer, Laura. I love that. I'm going to do that today when I brush my teeth. Make it something that is something I want to manifest or bring more into my life or something, some sort of power. It's so funny. I love the word manifest. (laughs)
0: Because manifest really only means make something happen. And you're doing all the time. And even if you made a mess 10 minutes ago, you can make a miracle in the next 10 minutes.
1: True. Um, And where can everyone connect with you? I'm on Instagram
0: almost every morning. And I travel a lot. So morning in Paris is different than morning in New York. I'm in New York right now, um, at Laura Day Intuit on Instagram. And we exchange readings. I usually do a little lesson. Um, LauraDay.com is my website. And um, and I also have written six books on intuition, which are available. I'm the only one who sees my email. So when it says contact Laura on my website please, please make it short because people say such private things. I never want an assistant to see it, but make it Ah. short. And if you're not sure, all of my books are basically trainings to use intuition to to make your life better, whether it's do your business better or find love or grant yourself the life you want or deal with crisis. Um, If you're not sure which book to start with, uh, I always recommend starting with The Circle, which is my most esoteric book, but it actually really is. How do we combine things to make things happen? But if you have a question, email me, let me know, make it short. And I always answer my emails. i have assistance. I'm the only one who yeah. reads
1: my emails. So that's so great. That's nice because yeah, people do probably send really private things. Also, you do you know when your seventh book will be coming out? I don't. I'm, I'm selling the book now. Okay. That's exciting. But we do
0: it many, many times we do what's in it in the Instagrams because the way I write a book is it, sorry. You're fine. The way I write a book is that it kind of comes through me and then I test it out for five years. So we do a lot of it on Instagram.
1: Cool. tested it out for five years. Oh my God. That's amazing. Laura, you're amazing. This has been such a enlightening episode and you shared so many golden nuggets that I indeed I'm going to pocket and carry with me because yeah, there was a lot of things that deeply resonated that I think I needed to hear that I didn't even realize I needed to hear, you know, so Laura, this meant the world. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much. This was a great interview and I always appreciate a great interviewer.
1: I appreciate a great guest. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Yummies, it is time for the outro. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Your Own Magic Podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when a new episode is live. And if you have a spare moment and you feel the nudge to... It would mean the world if you left a five-star rating and review, and I'm looking forward to reading whatever your heart has to say, and feel free to say hi as well and connect with the community by visiting the Your Own Magic Facebook group linked in the show notes, and if you have any future topic ideas or a question that comes to heart you'd like me to cover, then I'd love, love, love to hear from you in our topic box on the Your Own Magic website at Your Own Magic podcast.com and there you'll also find a membership portal leading to guided meditations by me and some journaling prompts some spiritual or creative tools and more and of course feel free to stop by the new online shop for artisan jewels trinkets and more at eyesofaspen.com. and with that said have a magical rest of your day Send my love jai Mata.